PJ Glasser, Denton Day, Sunday's bets here with you on the BetQL Network. Bill Bender standing by, going to join him in moments. Talk about the latest in college football. Some updates, though, in college hoops. Loyola Chicago up 49-39 on Rhode Island. South Florida now up 61-40 to on FAU, so that uh, not looking great, FAU second half. Purdue up 16-12 to on Ohio State. Charlotte up 50-37 to on Wichita State. Got a couple of Big Ten games coming up later tonight with Indiana home against Northwestern and Minnesota against Rutgers. Also, UCLA at home against Utah. So we'll continue to keep you updated on college basketball. But from college basketball, let's talk some college football. Bill Bender joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at BillBender92, college football writer for the Sporting News. Bill, always great talking to you. Thanks for joining us here on Sunday's bets. Let's start with the big news uh, with Chip Kelly. This was about a week or so ago. Chip Kelly leaving UCLA as head coach to take the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. Do you think this was a shocking news across the college football world with Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to take the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State? Not when you consider the relationship with Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day was his quarterback way back in New Hampshire. They, over the years, talked about that and how they bounce ideas off each other. I think it's from more from Chip Kelly's mindset. It was either be on the hot seat at UCLA for another year, go to the NFL, or go to an offensive juggernaut at Ohio State. And really, I think with what they have at Ohio State next year and his play calling, I actually like that fit more than uh, Bill O'Brien. And that's no disrespect to Bill O'Brien. I'm just saying that that fit should definitely uh, help the Buckeyes, especially with that running game with uh, the two running backs that they're going to have in Quinshot Judkins and Travion Henderson. Bill, that was going to be my next question. Obviously, they, they lose Bill O'Brien before they even see him coach. But what is Chip Kelly going to do with the offense that, that Bill O'Brien would not have been able to? Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, you have so many things to work with at Ohio State. I think one of the things I think they're going to revert to in some ways is get back to a 60-40 offense. And when I say 60-40, I mean a run-pass ratio. You know, in the last couple of years, they've gotten in pass fits. They rely maybe a little too much on the passing game. And, you know, we'll see if that changes. I, I believe Chip Kelly – you know, in terms of spacing and, and play calling and those kind of things, he's obviously been doing it for a long time. And one thing I keep telling people, UCLA had two running backs that averaged five yards per carry last year. If you get that at Ohio State with Will, an efficient Will Howard or whoever plays quarterback and the guys they have at receiver, the offensive line comes along, there's no reason why they, they shouldn't expect, I don't want to say national championship or bust, but, I, I mean, how would you not put them in at least the final four at that point? You know, Bill, whether right or wrong, there has been a lot of uh, vitriol directed at Ryan Day you know, just for losing to Michigan, you know, multiple years in a row, not getting Ohio State to the heights that they as a program think they should be. Is that pressure added to now having a guy in Chip Kelly who's been a power five coach, a successful power five coach in other places now kind of in a position where he's waiting in the wings almost? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with Michigan. You know, the three-game losing streak to Michigan, watching your rival win a national championship. And part of that, though, Harbaugh's gone now. Um, Harbaugh's gone, and that helps. And then, you know, Michigan is going to have a little bit of a transition with Sharon Moore. But I think the pressure is on 
beating Michigan. And, and I'm not, like I just said, you know, I don't want to say national championship or bust. Beat Michigan or bust feels real, though. I mean, they haven't <laughs> lost three in a row to Michigan since I was in high school, and I'm in my 40s. So it, it, I think that pressure point is definitely out there. I yeah, Bill, I think. Sorry, I, now I'm going to make myself old. <laughs> Bill, I was having a conversation with somebody on the network earlier this week. Like, if Ryan Day doesn't beat Michigan, but Ohio State makes it to the playoff, like, how far would he need to go for him to feel like his seat was hot? If they lose to Michigan, do you think he would have to win the national championship? Like, if he lost in the championship, could you see a scenario where maybe they give the reins to Chip Kelly to be the head coach? That's, that's an interesting question, and I'm not going to dodge it, but I'll say this. I, I go back to a couple of years ago when they lost to Michigan, and the vitriol in Columbus was high, very high, even higher than last year to some extent because that team had C.J. Stroud and so many great players that I don't know if – I think – I don't know if they would go Chip Kelly. I think they would open it up to other people. You know, it's not – one thing with the Ryan Day hire was, remember, they – they definitely went straight urban to him with no coaching search. So to answer your question, I, I, to go back to that year, though, remember they played Georgia afterward and they were a missed field goal away from probably winning the national title? So I, I don't – I think the two questions work hand in hand, but I'll give you a straight answer. If they were to lose to Michigan, I think, yeah, he would have to at least get to the national title game for that hot seat take talk to stop. Talking with Bill Bender here on Sunday's Bets. He writes about college football for the Sporting News. P.J. Glasser, I am Denton Day. Bill, outside of Ohio State, who's the best team in the Big Ten? Oof, that's about it. Man, you guys, I'm not ready for these. Really, This is a tough <laughs> one, too. Um, Oregon's going to be really good. Oregon's got their quarterback figured out. Oregon is built to come into the Big Ten and play right away. You know, with what they have in the trenches, Dylan Gabriel, quarterback and key players returning on both sides of the ball. I still think Michigan will be good. I don't know if Michigan will be, like, national title good, and I don't know that they care because, I mean, when you lose – it reminds me of LSU a few years ago. Remember, LSU in 19, maybe one of the best teams of all time, and I, I don't have it in front of me. I think they lost 14 guys to the NFL draft. I think Michigan's going to lose 16 guys to the NFL draft. So when you have that big of a hole in your roster, even at a place like Michigan, it makes it tough. So – with Oregon as the second best team, Michigan, Penn State, Washington, and that kind of second tier. Michigan probably leaning closer to that first tier because they're still going to be pretty good. And I didn't even talk about USC. USC should be all right. Yeah, Bill, you bring up Washington. What do you expect them to look like? Obviously, with all of the talent that they're losing and making the national championship game, this past season, losing Kellen DeBoer, but bringing in Jed Fish, who was a really good hire. What do you think Washington's team will look like for this upcoming season? Well, transition, same thing. Uh, same thing as Michigan. When you lose that many guys, it's going to be tough. I think Jed Fish will do a really good job, and I'm kind of disappointed in some ways that he left Arizona because I was really excited to see what that Arizona team could do in, year, in, in I think, year four with him there and given the quarterback and receiver talent but i think washington it'll be an adjustment similarly to to what i was talking about about oregon but you saw in that michigan national title game i mean it comes down to the trenches why did michigan beat washington in the, the national championship game i think it was because they were able to bug michael Penix 
and, and they were just superior on the offensive and defensive line. Now, now catch that with I also watched Washington beat Michigan State by a lot of points, so they'll be fine against that middle and lower tier of the Big Ten. Uh, Bill, we talked about Chip Kelly. He is not the only guy that has moved from head coach to coordinator. We've seen head coaches at Group of Fives become tight end coaches. Halfley is now uh, in the NFL. Is this just a weird phase, maybe like a midlife crisis of college football? Or do you think this is going to be a trend of head coaches stepping down for what could be viewed as lesser positions? I think it's a great point and a great, great home for it. Um, I'm most worried about the group of five coaches taking coordinator and position coach jobs. We saw that with Sean Elliott last week leaving Georgia State. So, you know, let's say one of us was an up-and-coming coach. Uh, I'll use you guys as an example. And you were a group of five. Is it better to be a group of five head coach or the offensive coordinator at Alabama? I think it used to be you want to be a head coach, learn how to be a head coach. But because the games are becoming so different, um, it's almost better to be a coordinator now, right? And I think for Jeff Hapley, it was just a matter of he wanted to be an NFL coach. So I'm hoping this doesn't become a trend. I think there will always be people that want to coach college football and want to coach at that level. There are some added things in college football, transfer portal, re-recruiting essentially, um, that makes it harder and harder to win at places like UCLA and Boston College. And I think that was a factor in those decisions as well. Bill, you know, I think LSU is going to be one of the most interesting teams in the country. You look at Brian Kelly's track record in year three, what he's done at Cincinnati and Notre Dame. This is usually the year where his programs take off. Obviously, year one was incredible. They win the SEC West last year, a bit of a disappointment, even though they do have the Heisman Trophy winner. The defense was awful. What should we expect from LSU in year three? They're currently 16-1 to right now on BetMGM to win the national title. I think they're a sleeper to get in the playoff because maybe that defense improves your right. It was awful last year. You, even with Jaden Daniels, they couldn't win because of that defense. Um, Brian Kelly, I, I think overall, though, has done a nice job. Double-digit win seasons. Look at LSU where they were when he got there. I know they had won that title I just talked about, but it had bottomed out pretty quickly. Um, expectations are always going to be high there. But I think in the SEC, as long as they continue to recruit talent, they're going to have a really good PSA at the NFL draft, right? With the receivers. Wow. They, they have such good <laughs> receivers there. So uh, I will say a sleeper 16 to one, such an interesting number though. I mean, are they, again, I don't have it in front of me. Are they ahead of Tennessee? Tennessee's the other sleeper to watch with Nico at quarterback. I, I think I believe they are slightly ahead of Tennessee. Uh, Bill, final yeah. one for me. We, we won't, um, uh, hold you too much to this. I mean, it's only February for crying out loud. But if you were to pick between two teams that you trust more to get into the college football playoff, uh, between Penn State and Ole Miss, who would you lean towards? Oh, yeah, it is February. Uh, probably Ole Miss, right? <laughs> I saw them win the, win the bowl game. Big season for Lane Kiffin coming up, right? Because they, they broke through, won that game. And really, you look at last year, it wasn't bad other than you know, they lose to Georgia and Alabama. A lot of teams lose to Georgia and Alabama. That's not bad. Um, uh, the Quinshawn Judkins loss, huge, but he worked the portal. He did a good job there. I, I would probably take them. Now, Penn State's another interesting case because an opportunity for them, if we see a jump from Drew Aller, coordinator switches on both sides of the ball, James Franklin, uh, the new Big Ten schedule will benefit them because what do we talk about all summer? Can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Ohio State? Now, 
they don't have to play Michigan next year. They still have Ohio State on the schedule, but I think that new 18 is going to help a school like Penn State. They would have been a playoff regular in this setup seven years. So I think both teams are really good bets to get there. Bill, we were talking about the Big 12 a little bit when you were alluding to Arizona. You were excited to see what they were going to do in year four in a Jedfish. I was with you. I was probably going to take him to win that conference. Now with him not there, Utah is likely going to be the favorite. With Colorado coming in and Dion and Shador, they'll be interesting. Kansas State should be pretty good. You can't ever count out Gundy and Oklahoma State. Like As of right now, is Utah still your pick in the Big 12, or is there another team that you like? I was right with you, Arizona, and then I switched to Utah. Uh, Colorado is going to be interesting. I think the Big 12 will be entertaining football. It won't be the heavy-hitting SEC and Big 10 monster games, but you'll flip it on and be like, man, this is fun. There's some parity here. You know, all the teams are – there's not a huge gap between 1 to 12 or 1 to 14. Um, So I'll enjoy it. I I like Utah, the Cam Rising back, the the no-nonsense formula that Kyle Whittingham – been able to make work for so long there. I, I like uh, because they bring those guys back, and I think Brent Brennan will do a good job. So I think it starts with those two. And then you'll have a sleeper pop up. Maybe that sleeper is a team like Iowa State uh, with, with what they have coming back. But And then Dion in Colorado, we're gonna, you know what's going to happen in September, guys. They're going to win a couple games, and we're going to fall right back in love with that team with Shador Sanders. It's going to be a lot of fun watching Big 12 football. Yeah, sure will. Can't wait to see uh, what happens. Never too early to talk college football for next season. Bill Bender joining us at BillBender92 on Twitter, college football writer for the Sporting News. Bill, always a pleasure. Enjoy uh, the rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you again soon. You guys have a good one. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. All right, great stuff from Bill, as always. Denton, I'm with him, man. I I really couldn't wait to watch Arizona for this upcoming season with Jed Fish. And I thought Brett Brennan was a really good hire. He did great things with San Jose State. Um, Which hire did you think was better? Did you like Jed Fish more for Washington, or did you like Brennan more for Arizona with all that's coming back for the uh, Wildcats? I liked Fish with Washington just because I love the the style of team that he builds I think that's what really intrigued me the most about Arizona I'd be curious to see if they can tap into what they did last year if that will be easier for them without Jed Fish it kind of did feel like they they had lightning in a bottle towards the end of last year and I think that was a lot because the way that Jed Fish prepared his team although I am stunned that he didn't bring as many guys over in the portal as I thought I kind of thought there'd be a little bit of an exodus from Arizona so maybe maybe there's something cooking with the Wildcats there He's so right, though, about Dion in Colorado, isn't he? Like, there's a chance that they could go 5-0 and to start the season, home against North Dakota State, at Nebraska, at Colorado State. It'll be tricky, home against Baylor, at UCF. Like, there, there are some tough games. They certainly will uh, have a chance to win all those before their bye week, and then they take on K-State and at Arizona. So, going to be an interesting year for Dion and his buffs in Boulder. We're taking a quick time out Sunday's bets. More college football talk with Denton and I on the other side of the break.